Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spiritual Insights and the latest installment in our Masterclass Educational Series, Guidance from Spirit, Channels Messages from Beyond the Veil. I'm joined today by my special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbons, who has served as channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother, in her distinct voice, to share universal truth and lend guidance to help us on our human journey. Danielle and Mother join you on the second Wednesday of each month at 3 p.m. Eastern. After a brief discussion with Danielle, she allows Mother to come through to speak on the subject. Please note that we do not take live calls from listeners during these segments with Mother Mary, and we will not be able to take your questions. Danielle has connected with people worldwide with Mother's love and grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events to inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness. Visit BelovedPublications.com to learn more about Danielle and Mother's events and to purchase their book, Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, Building a Loving Relationship with Yourself That Will Transform Your Life. If you would like to follow Mother's teachings more closely, visit spiritualinsightsradio.com where you'll find links to take you directly to their audio and video appearances here on YouTube and on ConsciousTalk.net where they appear on the second Friday of each month. So there's plenty of material for you to go through if you're interested in delving deeper. Now for today's topic of discussion, for many of us, the challenges of 2018 continue. So today, we'll be discussing expectations, their purpose, and connection to shadow. By shadow, we mean the shadow self or ego. So I'm excited about this topic and anxious to get things underway. So welcome back, Danielle. Thank you so much, Charlotte. It's fantastic to be here with you today. I'm excited because I get to go into my bubble and get away from my challenges and go into my bubble where I can look at them through a beautiful magnifying glass or a prism, a very colorful prism. That's what I'm going to try to do. (laughs) I like it. That sounds good. It's all I can do. Expectations. There's, There's so much that's been said over the years about expectations through many teachers. And I know from the outset, you know, we can say that expectations are, you know, your mind's way of being sure of what an outcome is. You you set an anticipation for the outcome of something. And I know that when those expectations are not met, they can be anything from annoying to devastating. So it's a, it's yeah. a pretty, that makes yeah. it a huge topic, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and the... 
And surprisingly, sometimes the 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 pain of not having expectations met sometimes it can be really intense for seemingly small things. And so oftentimes my expectations don't really have a rhyme or reason in my, in my reaction to not, not having them met. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get surprised occasionally that it hits me so hard when certain things don't happen the way I think they should happen. Um, and, you know, from the outside looking in, those things may not seem like a big part of my life. But uh, it, so expectations are, for me, they are very tied to a lot of my old um, perceptions in life. And, oh. um, you know, my old versions of safety. Because uh, if everything just worked out the way I wanted it to, the world would be a better place. If people just did what I think they should do, <laughs> the world would be a better place. <laughs> uh-huh. so, I like how yeah. you say that, though, your old version of safety, because that has to uh-huh. change, doesn't it? For me, absolutely, because the old version, uh, and I have to say expectations are a big part of my life, and they still are today, but not as much. And but they're just as painful as they've always been. Like, like when an expectation isn't met, no matter how much I've progressed in my life or how much inner work I've done, it's just as painful today as it was, you know, 30 years ago, before I right. stepped on a spiritual path. Mm-hmm. So expectations are one of those weird things that don't or at least for me, let me just speak for myself, they don't seem to really um, lessen in the intensity of their feelings. I don't have them as often, so that's the progress. But when I do have them, uh, they're just as problematic. Right. And I'll say, you know, the same is for me. And it doesn't matter how big or small. But I I have boiled it down in my analyzation of, you know, my feelings that the intensity of my reaction is based on the level of of emotional investment in that outcome. Yep. Yep. And so that's a great and, way and, to put it. And it and it goes back to what you said, your old perceptions. And so I'll throw in the word programming. So when we have that old programming or conditioning that comes up to kind of expose how you really feel about something, a situation, it it takes you back to the past, like we were talking last time, how the past can come up on you and affect your present and your future. But that level of investment in the outcome will certainly determine your reaction. So let's use two examples, like the outcome of a sports game. You expect your team to win. They don't. You can be disappointed. The expectation that a relationship will last and what if it doesn't but look at the investment and so that's much more painful so that right. definitely is the you know that's a good barometer to use to determine if you're in a situation where you are disappointed or feeling pain about the outcome of something use that as your barometer to determine where you are and look at that expectation and as i thought about the topic today 
I just tried to get in touch with my feelings. And my expectation was that I would have some semblance of control over where my life is going. And at the moment, it can't be that way because I'm in a situation where serious medical attention is needed for my husband. And so that has to be top priority. And everything else seems to be falling into whatever order it, it needs to fall into without my opinion, without my ability to make a decision. I just have to go with it, you know? And you, you bring up an excellent point about control. And I, I suspect, uh, I don't know this for sure, but I suspect uh, for myself and what I've observed in other people is that my expectations are almost entirely based in my mind convincing me that I should be or I can control the situation. Mm. Like there's this refusal inside of me to think that I can't control or influence or affect, you know, the outcome in the way that I want it to go. I mean, there's no doubt that I'm influencing and I'm affecting and, you know, all that kind of stuff because we are Mm -hmm. all participating together in this world, but that I think that I can influence it to such an extent that it will come out the way I want it. The outcome will be what I want it to be. Um, And in in my time and in my way, my vision, my fantasy, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that's at the the crux of that's that old sense of safety. Like things Mm -hmm. are out of control and I need to control them to feel safe. Yes, and it's always going to go back to that sense of safety. Otherwise, what else would we be um, outraged about? I don't feel safe. Okay, so there's something I must need to do, and there's nothing you can do outside of yourself to give you that. You can always maintain a feeling of terror or fear, no matter how the puzzle pieces fit together. And, And so I guess that sense of safety has to evolve with the circumstances and then that's a big part of um, what I'm going through right now is suddenly I found myself in a new normal. And there's mm. that's like the catchphrase for the past couple of months. This is a whole new normal. You're, I'll use my life as an example, but, you know, all of a sudden our lives can look totally different than what it was on a certain date on the calendar. And now it's just not the same. And you have to adapt. And so I found that with all of these changes and pivots that I didn't want, I was struggling with just a state of disbelief. And, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, for me, the topic is cancer. So uh, we're just in a state of disbelief that we even have to deal with this in the first place. But then I found that I was becoming more and more um, emotionally disquiet, anxious, restless, fearful, all of it. I was going through the the whole gamut of emotions, like a like a death cycle. You you know you've got the bargaining resistance and all of that, the depression. Right. But I found I said, okay, what's really bothering you? And I I stepped out of the hospital and I sat down in a parking lot. Parking lot seemed to be my thinking place. So what's really bothering you? And it and it was that I don't want to adapt. I don't want to go with this, I wanted to resist the adaptation mm. to the new normal. And that helped me tremendously. 
that's I, I do I do because struggle is often you know at the heart of it because we're trying to wrest control away from whomever we believe has it mm-hmm. you know? so it's a struggle to try to assert my will into the equation and it's a struggle to try to stay busy rather than feel my feelings or get all into what can I do? What can I do? What can I do rather than just be and feel right? I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like that. You know, my, I go to a default of like, okay, there's a problem. Let's solve Solve it. it. (laughs) Let's fix it. Like, oh my God! Yes, and then I but just that goes put on those those blinders. Mm-hmm. I just dive in head first, and and uh, you know I don't come up for air until I'm choking. It's terrible. Yeah, exactly. And and me, I'm I'm quite analytical, and ninety nine percent of the times I'm going to want to know where it's coming from, and how did I get here, and what contributed to it, what are the energetics, and sometimes I just don't care. I just want to solve the problem, and move on. I don't want to know where it's going. It's too yep. much, yeah. Yep. Particularly said, if... Get Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say we have to feel our feelings. That's what Mother said. Yeah. When you feel stuck yep. in a place like this, you have to sit. And whether those feelings are from childhood or a past life, you have to feel them. You can't go numb to it. Exactly. Or you, you're going to create more problems. That's... You know, that's the, and, and build more expectations and more and more and more to the point where the expectations are so high. I mean, you know, Jesus would have to come down from the clouds to fulfill them. It just becomes like this crazy thing. Um, And uh, I think that what we, when we get into this cycle, if we stop, and just feel for a minute, I think what most of us would find, and I imagine this is what you're facing every day at this point, that, you know, the fear of loss is enormous. It's enormous. And when Mm -hmm. we're faced with the possibility of significant loss, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I do just about anything to not have to face that, you know, And, uh, and do all my outward dance that I do um, and but thank goodness I think when we're aligned to the best of our ability with the divine you know they let us sort of flail, flail around for a little bit and rant and rave <laughs> and, and shake our fists at them and you know why is this happening to me and and then they're, they just put their arms around us and, and they're like beloved it's okay Let's just slow down, take a few deep breaths, and see what's really here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm, that's my new safety. You know what I mean? Right, that right there is, you know, taking it to mother with humility on my knees in devotion and just taking it to her. And that's, that's my new safety. But, I'm not quite there. There's a big part of me that's there, but there's also still a significant part of me that's back in the old safety. So 
that for me is the big transformation is moving mm-hmm. from the old version of safety to the new version of safety because I know as an adult, my new version of safety really works and it's sustainable. Um, you know, it's for, it's for the long term uh, and the short term, of course, you know. Um, and my old version of safety is, is not sustainable. And at some point along the way, it became very destructive, um, you know, that old way of dealing with problems, it became very destructive. And expectations were a big way that I dealt with my problems. Yes. And I found, I find lately, that everything you're saying just rings so true and familiar because that's what I'm used to doing too. I would just take it to Jesus, you know. And... I think the pace of this is rather dizzying. And so I I tend Mm -hmm. to lose my balance more often than not. But I do find I'm putting a lot of effort into trying to build a barrier between me and the circumstances. Like there's a a distinct difference between the inner world and the outer world. It's so profound. And Mm -hmm. I seem to be building this barrier against it. I'm somewhere between fear of ruin and salvation, it's, it's just that you know, I don't know whether I'm running from one or running to the other. I'm just in this whirlwind. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you mentioned humility, and I said, so if we look at the purpose of expectations, what are, what are their purpose? What, what can I examine so that I can calm my mind? And I would say that the purpose of an expectation would be to teach us patience, to, to say, like you said, beloved, sit still, just yeah. witness, observe, be, exist, you know, um, to teach surrender, to teach going with the flow, faith, all the, all the topics that we've been exploring in the past nine months or, or so, and bring you closer to the light through openness. Through, there must be something closed within us that it takes a big event to crack it open. It's, that's yeah. I hope that's got to be the way, and so get that openness. But I start to wonder if am I surrendering, or am I adapting some some strange and dark form of apathy? And mm. so I I wonder and often worry: Am I really surrendering in the true sense of surrender to yield to your circumstances to? Um, accept those circumstances where I'm certainly at some level of acceptance. I keep showing up at the doctor's office in the hospital and we do what we have to do. And it's a, it's a constant process of letting go. But I, I, that's the, the polarization for me is a surrender or apathy. And then that brings in, am I being humble? Or do I feel mm-hmm. humiliated? Humility versus humiliation uh, by the circumstance. And so it's it's rather murky waters to navigate. Are you feeling your feelings? I want to say I am. And I, I open up to, okay, where do they come from? Like I can feel my feelings, whether it's fear or that fear of ruin. Let's, let's look at that. And so, okay, let's go back to childhood. 
And sometimes, like, a past life image will pop up, and I can say, okay, well, that's interesting. But, okay, for me, given my childhood as, as troubled and difficult as it was, that's most certainly my go-to point of reference. And so as I look at fear of ruin, that was pretty much a large component, a daily component on a variety of levels, like emotionally, mentally, physically, financially. It was just so unsafe. And so I had to find safety there, I guess, by withdrawing. And so I have to be present in this circumstance, certainly. I don't have that luxury to withdraw and wait for the pages to fly off the calendar until I'm 18, and then I can take control of my own life. Right. This is very similar. I have to go with it, whether I like it or not. Well, but I I think that, you know, just from my own personal experience, uh, you know, if you're feeling your feelings, and maybe not to the depth that they're present because you still have to function and get through your day. And, you know, we certainly modify things in order just to get through the day sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But I, apathy is when you're numb. You, you're not feeling any much of anything at all. You know, and I think, um, I know for me in my past that by staying busy, that helped to feed my numbness, my apathy, uh, eating lots of sugar, uh, heavy foods. You know, I I use a lot of tools, outside tools, to um, feed my apathy uh, because I was afraid to feel. So Mm -hmm. I think that if if you're feeling, it's safe to say that you're not in apathy. Okay. But it's funny that you mentioned sugar. I... I normally don't eat refined sugar, you know, cake, cookies, ice cream, pie, uh-huh. all that for at least 17 years, 18 years, maybe more. I'm yep. not drawn to it and my body rejects it, so it's just not a part of my life. But lately, <laughs> yeah, it's this weird craving for ice cream, all the things I just mentioned, ice cream, cookies, pie. I don't have any cake, but... And so I've been eating it, and, I, and I've been watching myself like, okay, so for the first thing, of course, is, is this going to make you nauseous? And when it didn't, I felt like I beat something, like I beat some kind of system, and, and I was triumphant yep. over something. Yep. And, and so maybe that's my form of conquer. But um, it's certainly delicious. But it's, it, it's almost like a comical way of looking at myself, like, look at you after 18 years. Suddenly you're having ice right. cream. Yeah. And... And, and, you know, but that's a coping, sugar is a coping mechanism, and it is helps it? to dull our feelings. Oh. It is, and it's one of the reasons that it's so pervasive in pretty much every culture's diet. You know, it's, a, it's one of those methods by, and that's the reason why you're craving it now, and oh. you're giving it to yourself. And it may be that other parts of you are overriding the parts that normally would reject it or feel nauseous because you're powerful. We are powerful beings. And -hmm. your mind is like, I need to be numb right now. So I'm going to override all the the other, you know, neurological uh, messages that I get that tell me that uh, I shouldn't eat this and this is going to make me sick and, and I'm actually feeling nauseous because I ate it. I'm overriding all of that because I want to numb out and it is uh 
I'm not surprised at all that you're craving it after 17 years. Um, and then, of course, the mind is like, woohoo, check you out, you know, and congratulations, and aren't you awesome? And, you know, <laughs> like you conquered something when really, yes. you know, that's just a, that's how you justify eating it and then eating more of it and then even more of it. And um, it's interesting. Yeah. And because I'm, and, and I guess I get to observe it more fully because I, because it's new. And yeah. I, I did get to this point, like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the ice cream and I was like, well, you know what? This was fun, but uh, this isn't normal for you. So you yeah. knock this off. <laughs> and it's like, what happened to Charlotte? She's eating ice cream. Like, like it's the worst thing in the world. But I certainly remember a couple of years ago, one of mother's admonitions is to, you know, avoid refined sugar and, you know, no salt, no sugar, no caffeine. Um, I did have a little caffeine. I was dog tired, though, uh, in the form of iced tea. But other than that, I haven't had a drop of caffeine in a year and a half. And so yeah. I didn't beat myself up about it. I was, you know, you have to keep going somehow. And if you want to eat a tiny little dish of ice cream I think you can do that but I find in addition to that self-observation you know how you know the imagination can go wild especially when you're under so much pressure and and the pace is fast right yes and that that total inability to steer the ship because someone else is saying be at the doctor's office on this date at this time you have to be there and then come back two days later so yeah, I become filled with these these anxiety-filled imaginings, and and I I tell myself to calm down and just be in the moment and do all that. But I do notice that they are interrupted with these interesting moments of clarity that this is heading in a positive direction for the purpose. I'll have to say of enlightenment. You know, I don't want to take it that far, but it is. There has to be some kind of positive ending, whether it's enlightenment or growth. I know that's why we're all here, but I get these little glimmers, and I say, okay, this sucks. This truly sucks, but there is a destination, even if you don't know what that looks like yet, and that takes us back to outcomes and those expectations. I think that's the biggest one. It's so, I, I think that one of the most extraordinary things you discover about yourself when you're faced with this, these kinds of experiences is just how courageous and how strong you actually are. And, you know, your willingness to even something as simple as the ice cream to say, hey, you know what, I did it and I was drawn to it and it's not a big deal, you let it go, and then you say, but, you know, this isn't really normal. And the caffeine is like, yeah, whatever, it's, you know, this is just part of it. And to keep moving through the experience as a human being and not as Wonder Woman and just accept where you're at, at, you know, every point you're there. And the biggest thing is to not have such big expectations about ourselves and, you know, being this superhero in in these kinds of situations and and somehow uh, having all the answer. It's almost like, not having all the answers, sometimes breaking down and weeping or, you know, that's the strength. That's the courage because mm-hmm. we, once we dry our eyes and once we catch our breath, we keep going. We keep going. 
And Me too. I find that to be extraordinary. But for me personally, you know what I found? All of what you're saying, uh, you know, I've been um, able to observe. But for me, I think it offends. I'll use the word offend. Because you remember how I told you uh, not too long ago that I, most often I can take circumstances personally? Oh, right. But okay. It's, yep. it's not just something that's happening. It's happening to me. It's not letting right. me do what I want. It's not letting me work on the show or work on a project. I can't. I'm not allowed. I'm forbidden. You know, all that lack of control mm-hmm. stuff, right? But yep. it offends my sense of accomplishment. And I've had examples mm-hmm. to show that to me. That, and my reaction to it was bad. Um, here's the example. Uh, I needed, the hospital needed forms. So here I am going to gather all this information and make photocopies and get everything I needed. And I worked very hard on it. And it took a lot of effort because I had to drive different places. And, and so it was all this um, comedy of error type of things that are mm-hmm. really frustrating mm-hmm. and maddening. But I got it done, right? And I was like, oh, I did it. I nailed it. I, I got it done. And so I go to the hospital to hand in what they needed. And the first thing the lady said was, oh, we don't need that anymore. Oh. You would have thought it was the end of the world. <laughs> I was so bad. <laughs> but I tried so hard. You know, and then you go into that, whether it's defensive. But I tried so hard. But I worked so I I, right. I worked so hard. I, I, I really pushed myself and, and, and moved beyond my fear and, and put my feelings to the side. I worked so hard to get over myself to get that done, right? Yeah. yeah. And now you're telling me I wasted my time. And then, of course, conversely, like, that certainly wasn't a waste of time. You just figured out that it offends your sense of accomplishment. So, right. So, so that's where I am. It's like, I don't feel accomplished. <laughs> I'm really angry about it. <laughs> but, also, but also, just to take it a slight step further, you know, to use situations like that also, yes, to surrender to, the, to what is, because that's, that's all you can do in, in moments like that in some ways, but also to uh, say, um, you know, you may want to change the policy, and when, as soon as you realize you didn't need that, a text would have been great, or a phone call would have been great, because yeah. you know I spent X amount of hours and all all day on this, and you know I I put a lot of effort into it, and right now because my husband is very ill, my time is extremely precious to me because I have so little of it. And so, uh, you know, you just took, uh, and through lack of communication. So you may want at the next staff meeting, talk about that <laughs> and how you can improve your communication uh, with patients and family members so that we don't waste what little time we have available. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the so people there, I'm dealing with are certainly open to that. There's a way to share your experience. You know, you share your experience and and help to inform people um, about what just happened. You know? Yes. And on, on, from different sides of the equation, because there's this, let's say, a seed 
that is starting to grow and like an idea in me, like in my, in my core that is growing and getting bigger and becoming more prominent in my consciousness. And it's the stealing of advocacy because I'm yeah. in this yeah. huge place and everyone is there for the same reason, and that's cancer, whether they're on the healing side, the patient side, or the caregiver side, right? Right. Right. Thousands of people every day. This is one of the busiest places I've ever seen. And as I look around and I feel, um, you know, just put my antenna up, feel that way, it's I can serve here. There's, there are ways I can serve. I, I might need to focus on something else right now, but that's in, in the background. And I'll just let that emerge and, and allow the guidance to take me where I need to go. But advocacy is a big thing because as I get angry with each incident, well, this could have been a little more efficient or this, this could have been easier or um, didn't have to be so confusing. And I like making order out of chaos. It's, yeah. And that's, it's that's something a I enjoy. Solution. That's a great solution right. to expectation is advocacy. Right, so instead of expecting her to know how much effort you put into gathering all that paperwork and expect her to have read your mind or expect her to behave in a way that she may not have been trained to behave, whatever, um, you know, you're using advocacy rather than uh, expectation and then building a resentment when people don't fulfill that expectation. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Maybe I'll wind up designing a booklet for caregivers. It's an idea. You know, yeah. arm people with information because this is so fast-paced. In, in many cases, they can't share that information, and I get that. Um, but they yeah. do care. True. These are wonderful people, and they do care. Yeah. Maybe it's just something yeah. that I can contribute to. So we'll see. But, I mean, things are going well. He's responding well to treatment. Uh, a lot of other tests are coming back negative. So that's something to be positive about and, and feel good about. Um, yeah. I'm glad I had the day off. And I'm so, like I said in the beginning, this is my chance to get away from all of, all of that stress and anxiety and, and get back to that part of me that I love about myself and, and doing and talking with you and even talking about this stuff, even though it's not an easy an easy time in my life, but that's okay. That is yeah. okay. I do think that it's going to be all right. I'm curious to see what Mother says. I had a note to myself about how much of our expectations are based on our assumptions or wishful thinking. I think there might be a, a, a bit of a line between an assumption based on where you're coming from, your conditioning, or right, like... I brought up the idea of denial in that recent segment where I asked Mother if, if people can uh, kind of skew fate um, for something mm-hmm. else. And I was going for mm-hmm. denial and, and false hope. And, and so she used a magic word, which is fantasy. And so how much of our expectations are based in assumptions, no matter how logically you think they might be, or just that wishful thinking to, in order to deny and not accept the circumstances. So let's see what she okay, says. We'll see um, what she has to say, yeah. Yes, yeah. alrighty. And I'll talk right. to you on the other side. Okay, hold on just a second. Okay.
Mm. Hello, beloved one. Hello, mother. Welcome back. It's so good to hear your voice again. Oh, my. Thank you, beloved one. It is wonderful to be here with you and all your listeners. So today we are talking about expectations, yes? Yes. Oh, it's something that I encourage all of you to be careful with, right? To just recognize right away that everyone has them. So it's very much a normal part of life. It's part of being human. Because you are uh, limited in your ability to know what's coming, uh, to understand your environment, um, to navigate your life, you have limitations as a human being. And so expectations are a normal sort of uh, offshoot of having limitations. It's how you try within yourself and within your own mind. It's how you cope with your limitations. And okay. I'll go into a little more specifics here with that. Mm-hmm. Expectations are a part of or an aspect, a tool in which your controlling self uses, the part of you that controls. So I want to put free will into that arena of control. Not all control is bad, right? Not all control is wrong. Just like not all fear is bad or not all fear is wrong. But it's when things get very skewed or the pendulum is all the way at the other end, that seems Mm -hmm. to become problematic. So what is within your control is finite, right? That's the limitation. When you are a human being in a big life, in a big world with a lot of people and a lot of things happening, you realize very early that you are limited And it's part of why you begin so small. It helps you to become at peace with your limitations. It is one of those experiences that tells you there's always going to be things, people, events bigger than you and out of your control. Mm -hmm. And that's simply how it is to live a human life. But you do have what you can control is how you feel about that, what you believe about that, how you navigate that, and who you are within that, right? So you can allow those limitations to be um, a burden and a detriment, or you can learn what your limitations are and take what uh, take them as far as you possibly, possibly can in one life. And when you do that, 
you feel limitless. Expectations are how you tend to navigate your relationships and your life. Meaning, it's safe to say that you expect the sun to set at some point today. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you expect that at some point, a few hours later, it's going to rise again. So that's a very basic expectation, but it's one on which you all plan everything. Right? You plan your whole lives around that one expectation that the mm-hmm. sun will rise and the sun will set. Mm-hmm. Global life is literally based on that expectation. So right. like all things, not all expectations are wrong or bad. Um, not they don't all uh, ruin your life or cause intense pain, but it's how much energy and emotion you invest in each of the expectations in your life that will then um, tell you what might happen if those expectations are not met. So it's important to accept that you have expectations. Mm-hmm. And you're not wrong to have them. You're just human. That's normal. But start to examine your expectations and particularly in your relationships. And most importantly, towards yourself. What do you expect of yourself and what happens when you don't meet or exceed those expectations? And you will start to recognize a pattern of what kind of energy you infuse in your expectations and how often you feed your expectations and how quickly they grow and how big they become and what a burden they tend they can become oh. and when you asked earlier Mm-hmm. Our expectations, assumption, or wishful thinking, they are both. Okay. So you are assuming that the sun's going to rise and it's going to set. That is a natural and normal assumption, right? Right. And you also all assume, because you were born, that at some point you will die. That's an assumption, and Mm -hmm. that's normal and a natural assumption, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what can happen where the wishful thinking comes in is that you take that assumption 
and you add wishful thinking, well, my wish is that I would die at 100 in my sleep peacefully. (laughs) That's the wishful thinking. And that I won't be ill along the way. And um, Exactly. That's what right? I want. <laughs> yes. Not a hundred, but the other one. <laughs> right. Or most everyone. I should not say everyone. That's what most yes. people want, right? And so when you put, uh, if that's something that's just in the back of your mind and uh, it's a little thing that you spend very, very little time on in your life or in your mind, in your heart, uh, then it's safe to say that that will just stay a very low expectation. But if it's something that you put a lot of energy into, let's mm-hmm. say you're the type of person that is um, crazy about health and eating right and and uh, absolutely uh, taking every single supplement to be just right, not because you want to feel good, although that might be part of the motivation, but you are desperately afraid to die young, to become ill, uh, to have a hard uh, transition from life to death, very painful, right? Mm -hmm. So there's different things motivating that what then becomes an expectation when you put too much wishful thinking coupled with assumption you create expectation that can literally run your life it can take over and rob you of your serenity and your peace of mind mm. So it is a very, very good thing for all of you to start to become aware of your expectations. And if your expectations towards yourself are the ones that are so out of control, they will cause you the most harm. They will rob you the most of your serenity and your peace of mind. So I would encourage you all to start there. Yes, notice your expectations in your relationships with other people, but focus primarily on the expectations you have about yourself. Words, you'll know you have expectations about self when you use words like should, ought to, uh, could have, was supposed to, Uh, could have done better, Um, wish I had done. Um, These are words or phrases literally designed to help you be aware of your expectations around yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if they're too high, If they're too big, if you put too much energy into them, what ends up happening is you believe you should be someone you're not. And when that happens, when that Mm -hmm. happens, your self-esteem is decimated. 
your self-worth plummets. And then it's a very, very quick slide into depression, uh, high, high anxiety, high levels of stress, ill health, right? It becomes that snowball effect. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I, I want to try to um, make this succinct. So step one is become aware of your expectations, especially with regard to your relationship. But that's all, even the outside relationships are going to take you to yourself, of course. And then look at your inner dialogue of, we call it shoulda, coulda, woulda, like should have, would have, yes. could have, and all with regret looking to the past and what you could have done differently instead of being in the moment. Yes. But where do we go from there, Mother? What acceptance of self is obviously where we're going and self-love. Um, you can do this very uh, practically. And when you notice, and let me just say that you don't have to hear the word should, could, would, mm-hmm. but you'll feel that, right? Because yes. all of a sudden you're feeling uh, not happy with yourself, down on yourself, or angry with yourself, or frustrated with yourself, right? These mm-hmm. are all right. uh, disappointments. These all come from disappointments, and the disappointment of not meeting your own expectations. So the first thing that you do, once you're aware, is you ask yourself a few questions. First question was my expectation of myself realistic given the circumstances of my life right now, today? Not what I might want them to be, but based on what is today. And most of the time, you are going to answer no. That was not realistic based on my life as it is right now. Mm-hmm. And then the second question you ask, did I create an expectation without the support needed to fulfill it? Oh. Oftentimes people make wild, fantastical expectations of themselves and don't then take it a step further and say, okay, if I want to fulfill that, um, what do I need in place to fulfill it? Mm -hmm. So let's say you create an expectation about yourself in going to the gym and finally really getting good exercise. Uh And you put it off and you put it off and you put it off or then you go and you hurt yourself and then you're recovering for two weeks and then you put it (laughs) off again for a month and then you go and then you uh, don't go again and you go and then you don't go again, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, each and every time that you don't fulfill that expectation, you lose faith in yourself, you lose trust in yourself you let yourself down but the whole time you never ask yourself what kind of support do I need in order to begin 
an exercise routine at the gym that is going to be doable, sustainable, and, well, frankly, easy to start, right? And when you skip that step, that's when you have problems with your expectations because you are almost solely basing them in fantasy rather than reality. And it's right. the same that you have with your relationships, right? If you expect right. someone to behave in a way that they never have before, you are literally setting yourself up for disappointment, resentment, and ultimately failure as you all uh, sort of perceive failure, mm-hmm. lack yes, of fulfillment. That's what I was uh, getting at with, as I looked at it, I realized particular disappointment offended my sense of accomplishment and made me feel like a failure, like I failed. Yes. I didn't, but that's how I felt. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, and the expectation was that they wanted what you had to give them. And when they didn't want it, that's what, uh, that's what sort of wrecked the expectation and created the disappointment. Right? So, and the assumption you made that they wanted it was normal because they asked you for it. Right. So, <laughs> so the assumption that they wanted what you had was <laughs> that's the normal part, right? That's the You're open right. part. Hmm? But it's, it was the fantasy yeah. that started to develop along the way. And that's um, what I'm going to have you reverse engineer. That, yeah, how do we turn it inside out? And I, I was just so shocked. I, I was doing what I was asked to do. And, and this is reminiscent of so many other circumstances, but I was doing what I was asked to do, felt that I was behind, caught up with myself, accomplished it, and then it was never mind. It's, and yes. ooh, it's, it's got a particular brand to it. I, it's so familiar. So familiar. Yes. Okay. So you created a fantasy along the way. And you were riding high on that fantasy when you walked in and went to hand it over. Yeah. So what would you call it? What would you label the fantasy, though, Mother? Because you were going to be praised for your accomplishment, beloved. Yes. You were going to be appreciated and praised and um, maybe even made a little fuss over because of how you pulled it all off. <laughs> right, right. And I looked forward to the pressure being off me. I was very ex- excited about that yes. anticipation. Yes, but but all that is still true. You see, that's not really what drove the expectation because the uh, pressure is off because it's done and they didn't end up needing it. So that's not mm-hmm. really where the disappointment came, right? The disappointment mm-hmm. came when you personally 
because the fantasy you created about your achievement and how it was going to be received, that was the fantasy. Mm-hmm. And when it was received in a completely different manner, unexpected, that was the disappointment because you did not praise. Right? Your ego was looking, and again, you know how much I love ego, beloved. Mm-hmm. Sure. This is not a bad thing. But mm-hmm. you were looking for praise. Right. Absolutely. You were looking for acknowledgement. Again, completely normal. But if you all want to grow, if you all want to uh, move deeper into enlightenment, this is the pathway. Not that you wake up tomorrow and say, that's it, no more expectations ever again. That's not realistic. Right. Just not. But, and you're going to make assumptions. Some of them are, sometimes those assumptions are going to get you in trouble because you assume things that are unspoken, right? Mm-hmm. Yours was, your assumption was based on what was asked of you. That's a normal, healthy assumption. But Uh assumptions that are based on unspoken things are really not assumptions. They are more fantasy. So be careful of how your fantasy, how what you need is feeding your expectations. So, for example, beloved, on this that just happened to you, What you need, you need some attention for yourself. You need love, just Charlotte. Mm -hmm. You need someone to hold you. Yes. You have needs that you are, because of all the busyness and the intensity, Mm -hmm. they are going not completely unfulfilled, but they are going unfulfilled to the depth that you require them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you are looking for some of that love from the person you are giving the forms to. <laughs> okay. And when that you didn't sense. get it, it's very painful. It goes far beyond you uh, spending your day not accomplishing what you were thought, imagined you were going to accomplish. Uh, It goes far beyond that. It's a rejection, right? That's where Mm -hmm. you take it personally. That's what expectations do. They take it from the sort of clinical personal. So what that happened is it became about more than forms. It became about your accomplishment and what you needed to receive as a result of your accomplishment. And when you didn't get it, it's very painful. Mm -hmm. It it hurt. And yesterday wasn't much better. (laughs) It was tough. So in terms of reverse engineering, um, can we we give some steps for the listeners? Because it kind of went a long way around, I think. Yes. So you go back from that moment where uh, she said, oh, sorry, we don't need them now. You go right from that moment and you step it back you walk it back you remember your feelings you remember your thoughts you remember 
your efforts. And along the way, try to remember any kind of fantasy you started building. And this is tough because a lot of this has been unconscious for many of you your whole lives. Mm-hmm. Like, so enlightenment is about bringing the unconscious into the conscious to the best of your ability throughout any given lifetime. So okay. that's what this is about. If you want to have less expectation, and that doesn't mean you're going to have less ambition or less desire to grow or less desire to create or bring to manifestation what you're dreaming of, your heart's desire, none of that. Okay. Less expectation means less disappointment, less demolished self-esteem, Uh, less chaos inside, less confusion, less drama, less crisis-motivated internal navigation system. Mm -hmm. So less expectation is always a positive thing. So Mm. when you are bringing your awareness to expectation, do your best not to use it as another excuse to build a new expectation that, oh, I should have known not to fantasize like that. I should be better, right? So be careful. But it's just step back and be in observation mode. Oh, right, yes. When I was on that car ride, I remember thinking in between this place and that place, oh, I can't Mm -hmm. wait to see the look on her face. When mm-hmm. I enter the forms under mm-hmm. the right, so you that start happens. remembering. Yes, you start remembering those little moments, and that's where you are building the fantasy expectation, mm-hmm. and that's where you started asking for your needs to be fulfilled in an arena that is inappropriate. Wow. Expectation is about asking for something from someone who cannot give it to you. That's perfect. Wow. May I address? That could be yourself, right? That could be yourself if you're asking things that you're just at the moment simply not capable of giving it. Right, And that doesn't mean that you have to stay in relationships where your needs are not being fulfilled, but mm-hmm. you do have to take a long, hard look at your expectations and were they responsible for getting you into that relationship because you base that relationship more on your expectations rather than reality, rather than what is or what was at the time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's a large component of most relationships in, in my observation. Yes, indeed. And, it and, is. and it's, you know, and it is painful, but the pain, as I've explained it, as I understood it, the pain of something not going the way you thought it would is, this, is from that illusion shattering, that fantasy shattering. Yes. And then you're That's left right. with nothing but reality. Yes. Yes, and if you're not 
well-versed with what is, if you are not uh, very good at accepting what is, then it will be a continual ongoing struggle until you can build a new expectation based on fantasy. And one of the biggest expectations that people hold, not everyone, but I'm saying humanity throughout many, many thousands of years, is your expectations around the divine, right? Yes. We are, when it comes to expectations and the divine, we are treated more like Santa Claus, right? You Mm -hmm. make a list and you expect us to fulfill it. And you cannot or it's not appropriate. I know there are rules to follow God's law. But that wouldn't help us grow. It's not about How would you? Well, all right, God's law, yes, or the law of the universe. Um, Mm -hmm. But your list, what happens if your list is in direct opposition to someone else's? Whom whom do I fulfill? Hmm. So what do you do in that case? What do I do, beloved? Uh Uh-huh. I work in uh, harmony with everyone's individual souls and what they want for their lives and their growth and their uh, blossoming. Mm-hmm. So, yes. no, I do not fulfill the wish list, the fantasy list. Mm-hmm. Um, in those respects, I comfort. And I, as much as the individual will allow, I make my presence known. And that is often enough to help someone through the disappointment of unfulfilled Mm -hmm. expectations. Because within that energy, within my presence, is the knowing that what was not fulfilled was not for your highest. No matter what you think, no matter what you want, you know when you feel my presence comforting you in your disappointment, you mm-hmm. know that that was not for your highest. Right. And I'll admit, I started asking that question for the listeners, but I really needed to hear that. Um, I know that my thoughts have taken um, some dark turn, and uh, my response to various dis- disappointments is to kind of dig my heels in and become rigid and say, well, then, I'm going to overcome this circumstance by being even more successful and translated, that means by demanding more of myself, higher expectations, making it more difficult to show that if I overcome that, and I'm starting that fantasy all over again, aren't I? Yes. And how I'm doing it to myself right now. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel, beloved? It, it's a... a big exercise in futility and self-sabotage and makes me beg the question of myself, why do you do this to yourself? And and that is my reaction is, oh, well, I'll just be stubborn about it and, and do something mm-hmm. destructive. It, there's the self-destruction again. How beautiful that you see yourself with such clarity, my love. And when you finish uh, that particular thought cycle, then you know to reach for love. You yes. know to surrender those thoughts to me, to Yeshua, to mm-hmm. the divine, 
to all your angels. We are big enough to hold all your anger and disappointment and frustration and fears. We are big enough to hold it all in safety and in neutrality. I know that. Mm-hmm. I just hope that I I wouldn't, I, I don't like the idea of disrespect and then I, these feelings come up. In fact, I had started to become angry and betrayed. I'll use the word betrayed. It's the truth um, by the divine and had a dream that you weren't who you say you were. And, and I guess that was my mind processing, but that was a very uncomfortable feeling. I, yes, I, indeed. I don't want to feel anything but love for, for everybody. How do I, how do I reconcile with it? that? Mm-hmm. First thing that you do is uh, refrain from saying, I don't want to feel anything but love. Oh, my love. You're human. Mm-hmm. Anger is a part of being human. Let yourself be angry. Uh, you are not disrespecting us. Because the truth of the matter is, there's nothing that humans can do to disrespect us. We are so far beyond that, my love. We do not require your respect. We do not require anything from you for our own existence, for our own joy. We are simply in joy. You understand? You can't sort of wreck that or take it away or diminish it because my joy is not dependent on you at all, my love. My joy simply is. And it is my joy to share with you everything that I am, everything that I have is yours, freely given. Because I expect, and here's the wrap-up, I expect Mm -hmm. nothing in return. My giving has nothing to do with expectation, my darling one. Mm -hmm. And if yours does, that's okay because you're human. So let yourself feel what you feel, mm-hmm. and you will come to peace that much sooner. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you too, my I love mother. you. I love you. I love you. Always mm-hmm. and forever, my daughter. And all those that are listening know that my love, my grace is with you always. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you for holding all of us. Namaste. Namaste, Mother. Hello. There you are. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was, uh, wow. That, that was, was pretty amazing. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm going to have to hear that several more times. And did, did you get my email where I asked, have you ever listened to mother's transmissions as you fall asleep and in your sleep so that your subconscious gets it? No, I, I didn't. I yeah, where I didn't that email that. was, but no. I did that in the hospital. I turned on the YouTube videos 
and and I had a cordless headset, so I was able to rest comfortably and really let it sink in. And I had a pretty interesting experience with hearing all of that. And the funny part of it is, towards the end, I heard her say the name Donald Trump, and it turned into somewhat of a, a bit of a bad dream or a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must have been the uh, the uh, that woke yeah, me up. What's happening in the yeah, world that woke today? Me up. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty upset. I was like, oh, it was going so well. I was floating. Um, but this was, I, I think we did very well in our discussion, and um, she touched on a, a good bit of it, but she's absolutely right. I wanted that lady to tell me how strong I was and how great I did at getting all that together in spite of my anxiety and emotional distress. And I never remember thinking about building that. So I, the practical information, I, I, I succinct and concise so that we have that one, two, three step kind of thing to do so we can dismantle those yeah. fantasies that build the expectations. Because I was doing it again in, in out of anger, like, oh, well, I'm going to make things even harder for myself. Watch what a superwoman I am then. And it cannot be. Right. It just doesn't right. make sense. No. No, it doesn't. There's a lot to learn from that. I know, and I, I, I really want the link when you have this on your website. I want because I this people need to hear this. This was really extraordinary. I, I love this one. This is one of my favorite episodes. I, this was really me good. Me too. I kind of got, you know, that feeling when she's talking, um, and you can't respond to that feeling because she's using your body. But when she started talking about the divine and it's that bite your fingernail moment, do I do I go in that direction? Because I know everybody wants to hear. So what? So what do you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, why can't you fit? Why why can't you? Why won't you fix this for me? And when she went into right. our expectations of the divine, it really shook me. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to be disrespectful. But you've. You've said on the air there are moments where we like we shake our fists and sometimes we get pretty vocal about our feelings for the people oh, we yeah. channel it. And um that's it and I I really didn't want and, and I don't mean to say it again, I was asked not to, but I didn't want the relationship to be anything but loving and respectful and receptive and I um you know, I just wanted it to be pleasant and little Charlotte will handle her spiritual tantrums away from that. On you know her own, I mean? right. On, on her own, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I find that, uh, that I repress mine too long, too, because I'm like, oh, you know, I should be loving towards her. I, all the should, uh, the expectations of myself. There it is. I make all these expectations of myself, and I squelch when I get pissed off at her, and I squelch it and squelch it. And when I finally let it, let it out and have my, you know, two-hour rant and rage at her, um, Man, I feel so much better. It's awesome, and I know, I know that I haven't hurt her feelings because she doesn't have feelings like I have feelings. So there's nothing to hurt, you know. It's just yeah. she, she's just there to love me, no matter what. And when she says unconditional, she's not, she's not blowing smoke up our asses, you know? I mean, she really means it. It is, there are no conditions under which she will not love us. Right. And you know, she does I could, hold us. I could, 
I could spew hatred to her every day, uh, uh, seven days. I could change my whole business model and start, you know, uh, raging at her and, and spewing hatred and how awful she is and how it's all fake. And I could just change everything. And she would still love me exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Still love me. I got the same thing with Jesus. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. It was how awful. I feel about myself would just completely uh, fall and, apart. And, uh, right. And, and just to make it clear to the listeners, here's, here's something that I grew to understand through experience. We cannot feel abandoned by the divine without first perceiving that they abandoned us. And so, and they don't. But if you feel abandoned by anyone in in the divine, whomever you pray to or look to for guidance, if you feel abandoned by them, it's not that they abandoned you, it's that you're perceiving that that you abandoned them first and then you perceive that they abandoned you. That's the way it works. That's right. Because when we abandon the divine... We we are using our free will, and we're saying, I don't want to feel you. And the divine's like, okay, I love you, so I respect your free will. Okay, you don't want to I'll feel me right now. That's okay. I'll be mm-hmm. here when you're ready. <laughs> but, and, I, and I got to that point in the last couple of weeks, but at another point I was like, no, go for it. So I, I, as I was um, lying down and, and waiting to fall asleep, I asked mother to hold me. And, and I heard, of course I will. And then you just feel this, it's like a blanket. You just feel this energy yeah. surround you. And it's so beautiful yeah. and peaceful. And I said, and at the point, at that point, I said, that's all I need. I don't need you to say anything. I don't have any questions. I just need you to hold me. And it made all the difference beautiful. because I wasn't yeah. pushing it and trying to form questions. Beautiful. I just yeah. went with it. Wow. Okay. Well, I know you need to go. This was Yes. Fabulous. I will send you the link after I get the editing done. And I can only look forward to the next time without expectations. Of <laughs> Me course. too. Me too. Love you, Charlotte. I love you too very, very much. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, honey. Bye-bye. That was incredible. I am so glad that I had an opportunity to get a couple of those questions in. I know I wonder about those things, about the divine, so I um, I was quite certain that a lot of you do too, and to hear her speak from that perspective, um, I, I get, I'm blessed, I, I get the opportunity to have conversations like that privately, but I was so glad for the opportunity to hear those words in 3D. Um, and and get that reassurance that they do love us as much as they do. I so hope you enjoyed this as much as Danielle and I did. I know I will listen to it over and over. Um, I will make it available uh, for special download. And thank you all so much for tuning in and for joining us from around the world and for the amount of time that you devote to listening to these segments. And uh, I'm just glad you're here with me for the journey. I really appreciate it and all of your thoughts and prayers for what I and my husband are going through. I know we'll get through it. I know we'll be okay. It's just a little tough right now. So bear with me in the future if uh, certain segments need to be canceled or postponed. We have a couple coming up. But um, I I am aware that um, you are all very loving and that uh, you know that everything will happen in the appropriate time. And I'll I'll certainly make the effort to get all the segments on the air as they're scheduled, but if something comes up that I cannot, please accept my sincerest apologies. 
and I will find a way around it or through it as best I can uh, without doing more damage to myself. So again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being part of the community, for taking time out of your schedule to be with us. And please take this segment to heart. Take all of these segments to heart. I love you. And I'll talk to you soon. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.